This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. シジョウサイタ、32名のエントリーとなった2019年春の祭典。新日本ベテラン、ヤングライオン、ジュニアヘビーもここに集結。新日本の猛者が出揃った負けたら終わりのトーナメント戦。1週間に及ぶ過酷
and uh, you know a lot of i think i've lost a lot of followers for Aww, <laughs> nah. i wouldn't yeah. unfollow people for for something like that um but you also do like lij and mm-hmm. a lot of the same wrestlers i like so maybe I that's do. why we've I lasted do. so long yeah <laughs> um but yeah so the main thing i always like to start with new guests and ask them first of all how they got a background in rest like how they got started with wrestling fandom and then Uh specifically what today's topic being new japan how you got into new japan okay uh well so i started watching wrestling in about i want to say about 2016 maybe uh, because I, my, my boyfriend has always liked it. Like he's been a fan since he was a kid and we moved to Columbus, Ohio, where I live now. And I was in school, I was in grad school and I would, a lot of my classes were online and so I'd be working at home a lot and I get kind of stressed out and he would watch, he really got into watching NXT at that time. And this is the time when, uh, Sami Zayn was champion and who was big at the time like kevin owens was just coming in and he would kind of watch it and i would sort of be like around when it would be on and i started getting into it you know (laughs) so that was the first time i looked at it as something that i actually wanted to follow and pay attention to so that happened and for like maybe a year or so i followed nxt with him and then i started following wwe main roster stuff and then new japan the first time I ever saw it <laughs> was Wrestle Kingdom 9. And he just told me, this is, you know, this is this thing they have in Japan and it's really big and cool. Let's watch it. So that was the one where uh, I'm going to get something wrong and I'm going to sound really dumb. I know that Kenny Omega was fighting Taguchi. And that was when he was doing the really, really terrible corny, like chainsaw arm, you know, over the top type stuff. And I'm a big, uh, I like a lot of um, pomp and circumstance. What's the word I'm looking for? A lot of a uh, camp. And so I thought that was really funny and fun. And it's a good word for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, Shinsuke in the big with the crown and the big cape and everything. And that was the first time I ever saw him. And I just like went crazy. I loved it so much. So yeah, that, that's the Nakamura Bushi match, which is still one of my favorite matches. Exactly. Ever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was one of the first, the first New Japan show I ever saw was that one. And I was just like, knocked off my feet so i watched new japan on and off since then the first time when i started really following it i believe was the g1 two years ago like not this past one not the one before but the one before that i I knew very little about new japan other than just a few people i'd seen that i liked but we got a subscription to new japan world and we decided to watch the entire g1 and so by the end of it i knew a lot and i've just kind of been hooked on it since then so So you so your first thing was the one the one i went to Wow, that's kind of cool. Oh, were you there? Always, in person? Yeah, when, when, oh, Naito, yeah, that's when, right. Naito, when Naito won it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's amazing. Pretty, that's pretty. It was pretty cool. That's <laughs> amazing. Mean, like, that's a, amazing. I mean, and the only thing that sucked was just it's it was so fucking hot in Japan. But oh yeah, yeah, but I was, hear that. <laughs> it was it was worth it. But wow. Um, but yeah, so New Japan, pretty cool. And mm-hmm. so do you still watch do you, I mean I only ever really see you tweet about New Japan nowadays mm-hmm. I don't know what else you Is there anything else you really watch right now? Um I don't really keep up with a lot if I I go to Ring of Honor fairly often cuz they come to where I am a lot. Um so I see them live more often than I actually watch them on TV but I kind of keep that's up with like, what's going That's like that's like every that's like everybody now I think. Right. Like, 
Right. So many people are like, well, I got a ring of honor when they're around, but I don't, I never watched them. Otherwise. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to go to SmackDown next week. And I Ooh. haven't watched WWE in some time, but again, they're coming really close and the tickets are pretty cheap. I feel like I have to make an excuse. Like, don't touch it. I'm going to SmackDown. <laughs> really? uh, I mean, at least it's not raw, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think my last, yeah. the last ever WWE show I went to live was a SmackDown taping in like 2008. Oh yeah, and it was just so brutal that I guess I just never <laughs> went back. Yeah, but. and the thing is, it was kind of a our friend. It's gonna be in Dayton, Ohio, where Necropants lives, and <laughs> I, I'm sure they wouldn't mind me using their name, but I don't wanna, so I'm just gonna you know say that yeah. even though it's weird. Anyway, so it was coming through. We decided it might be a fun thing, and then I started thinking, oh, Shinsuke's on SmackDown, so I thought. God, if I see Shinsuke, it'll be worth it. I don't care. And now I'm looking at what's going on. And I'm like, I'm probably not even going to see Shinsuke. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is he still, does he still get TV spots? <sighs> he was on TV. Oh, my God. I think he, he's teaming with Rusev. Yeah. He has a match against a couple of the New Day at Fastlane. So I don't know if he's going to be on TV or not. But we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I kind of... I I don't know. I don't... I wouldn't mind maybe going to... Just see what the fuck it's been like. It's just been so long now that yeah, you know, it just feels like, well, why restart doing this? But, right. Well, I just, I mean, also, I think a lot of people probably agree when I just say I like to watch wrestling, especially live. And even if it's not something, you know, I go to, there aren't, there are indie shows I go to around here where I don't know anybody and I'm still excited to watch wrestling. So, yeah. You know. But, all right. So, let's transition then into huh. the past That's week of news. <laughs> the past week of new Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, the start off with the anniversary show, which I, when I first like started thinking about this this episode, I was just like, wow, that was like Wednesday, but it feels like it's been a million years. Yeah, it does. So you know, um, but yeah, that was that was this past Wednesday. I woke up for this at five in the morning before I went to work, which I mm. haven't I haven't done that in a while. I just was like. I was so convinced that Hiromu was coming back. Oh, I know. I stayed off Twitter because I I didn't wake up for it, but I didn't want to get spoiled. And then I, you know, I was convinced too. I was fully convinced. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, there was like another very obvious reason why Dragon Lee was booked. Yeah. We should have seen, but none of us Uh, We were blinded by hope. (laughs) Yeah. But this was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, Even though, you know, I was not nearly as high in the main event as some people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I still, oh, yeah. I still had a, I had a good time by the end. So, yeah. let's see the opener: the Bullet Club against the team of Makabe Yano and the Young Lions, Yoshida Umino Narita. Here's a cool question because I have somebody on here who, um, you know, liked the Elite slash Bullet Club. What do you think of the Bullet Club now? Um, I like the Bullet Club now better in terms of like them fitting into New Japan because that was the thing that really turned me on them, which I think a lot of people kind of got tired of their how they were booked and the them just kind of, you know, inserting themselves into everything. And I don't need to like ah, I don't need to see the Young Bucks anymore. So <laughs> I, this is this is I, I like it better. I, I mean, I like those people, but I like them better off doing something else and Bullet Club in New Japan being more like this. So. Yeah, I I'm really I like Taiji a lot. Like I think his mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. whole gimmick and has been great, and his work has been really good. Uh, Jay White, I'm I'm like Jay White agnostic. I guess I don't know. Same, like people same. <laughs> people get in these really like brutal Jay White arguments online, oh, and yeah. just like I don't know. I just I don't feel strongly about this man either way. Like he's 
he's fine. I don't I just yeah. don't I don't yeah. really, I'm not a big That's fan. That is I don't kind of how him. I feel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very it's very odd. But yeah, the rest of the unit I could really take or leave and mm-hmm. the, this match was kind of like you know, it was it was aggressively fine, but <laughs> that's a good way there, to put it. Yeah, there was nothing here that I was that into. Yeah, um, I like this. Is the first time I had seen Fale with his general persona, as opposed to I don't know if I don't know if being a general, I suppose, is a promotion from being the underboss. But yeah. I, I he he doesn't have anyone to be underboss to anymore. I guess so. Now <laughs> he's the general. He's so serious about this that he even like dropped his theme because it says underboss. I guess. Oh, that's right. It and does. I just comes out to the bullet club theme. <laughs> good, so. good commitment there. Yeah. Attention like, to detail. There's a promotion. <laughs> Not gonna have my theme song undercut me. <laughs> uh, match two: Ishii and Yoshihashi defeating Toa Hanare and Yuji Nagata. Uh, Yoshi, mm-hmm. Yoshihashi, I guess Kumagaroshi. That's what he calls that friggin' butterfly lock. I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he yeah. Kept- them out in 1209. That move is like my least favorite move in wrestling. It just oh, yeah? never it never looks good. It always I just looks heard... like mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh sorry, I was just gonna say sorry. <laughs> I've heard that opinion from people as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, I don't know. It looks like he's hugging him. It just doesn't <laughs> doesn't look like a, it's a very aggressive, aggressive hug. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah this was fun just as far as like Ishii and Legato trading blows. Yeah. Like a good little preview of their tournament match. That's exactly what I wrote. Um, Cause the crowd was really excited for Ishii and Nagata. And then uh, Nagata starts to do his blue justice, you know, moment and Yoshihashi comes in and, and pushes him off. And it was just this huge, huge booze. And I thought like, I haven't heard the crowd be that involved in, you know, Yoshihashi and Nagata like ever. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was one point in the match, my favorite thing was because Yoshiashi's like, I guess, such a dork. Yoshi <laughs> Nagata just completely no sell his kicks and just like casually like slapped him in the face and threw him out of the ring like he was a bag of crap. That yep. was pretty funny. Yep. <laughs> uh, he was just like, Yeah, I'm not selling for you. Get get the fuck out right. of my face. As opposed to Hinari, who really <laughs> just did a full 360 flip from Yoshi's <laughs> Lariat. That was he that was intense. Uh, match number three was the 10-man tag, Suzuki-Goon against Kojima, Honma, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, and Dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taguchi pinned Taka at 11.05 the Dodon. This was really fun for while it lasted. I just thought it was a really, it, it, it was a fun contrast watching Suzuki-Goon two matches after Bullet Club because Suzuki-Goon, they're, they're trying the same stuff, but they're just so much better at it. Like the right. heel brawling and the heel work, I just thought they were, you know, it was like a a fun little contrast and they were, they're just a lot better of a heel unit than bullet club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was fun. Suzuki Kojima had a really cool exchange in here. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I really enjoyed watching Suzuki and Kojima because they're going to be first round against each other in the next show. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So a lot of these are about putting, putting together people in multi-mans who are going to be in the cup. And, I also thought that Dragon Lee looked really cool <laughs> and it was kind of a good way to be like, Dragon Lee is here. Look without, you know what I mean? Without having to have him do a whole lot. He just showed well. Yeah. He got the like German uh, mm-hmm. Desperado and mm-hmm. did a crazy dive. And everybody did a big tope, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun match. Uh, match number four, the <laughs> IWGP junior tag team titles were Punky 3K Defeated Shingo and Bushi in a 
just under 17 minutes of 3K. Mm. Uh, what did, what, why don't you start this one? What do you think? <laughs> well, I feel like I am coming off like I don't like LIJ because I admitted to, to being a Kenny and Bullet Club fan kind of back in the day. And now, even though I do love LIJ a lot, I really, really, really love Rapagi 3K. And so yeah. I have to admit I was sort of rooting for them, even though I also love Bushi and Shingo because I just really like them and i thought that this match personally probably was my favorite of the show maybe um i thought that they did a really good job bushi and shingo are kind of like small fast guy and big strong guy and show and yo to a lesser degree are sort of small fast guy and big strong guy and i think they they worked that really well in the match yeah i was a little disappointed by this i thought it was mm-hmm. good i went like three and a half stars on it but i just mm-hmm. didn't um, I don't know. It's more just like I have standards for the two teams. I thought it would be better, but they're yeah. probably gonna have a. They're probably gonna have another match on the Dentaku tour. That I oh, assume yeah. will be. Maybe they'll they'll top this one. But yeah, yeah. I um I get very invested in certain characters, which I think is fine, and I think it's an aspect of wrestling that sometimes can get lost. Uh, depending on if you're more likely to focus a lot on, um. I, I don't know, like athleticism or something, but it also, yeah, if I'm, if I'm watching these two teams that I really like, I'm so <laughs> excited to see them that I'm, I'm easy to please always. And especially if I'm watching some of my faves. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, the next match was my favorite match of the night, which mm-hmm, is Idea mm-hmm. Shimori. Yeah, my other favorite. And Jushin Thunder Liger for the junior heavyweight title. Yeah. This mm-hmm. was, this was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like first of all, Taiji Shimori, I, I I officially think it's time to like dunk on the haters for Ishimori because yeah. it's like I still see him getting a lot of he gets a lot of weird hate and you know mm-hmm. it was like oh this isn't a good character for him or mm. he doesn't have the charisma and I just think I think he's proved exactly the opposite so far I think he's pretty much killed it in every major opportunity he's had yeah. and I think he's really like settled into this like heel junior ace character really well yeah and you know he's coming off a four-star metric to gucci and then here i went four and a quarter i just think he's having an awesome little run i think he was great here with his like you know his selling against liger and his athleticism Mm -hmm. i just thought he was awesome and liger you know liger put on the kind of performance he puts on generally when he gets put in these big spots i don't i don't know how he does it but it was amazing yeah i know and i don't know that i've ever seen a I mean, I've watched old matches, but as far as like since I've been watching and keeping up with current stuff, seen a Liger match that was really hyped and where he had like a lot of push, you know, and he was really featured. And it was really, really exciting to see him like doing doing what he does and having a lot of like time and, and you know, focus on him to do it. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, what it wasn't like this was, you know, I wouldn't call it like a classic Liger performance because he was just mm-hmm. so good in his day that like, yeah. you know, it just can't really compare. But it was still a great performance by him just yeah. given his age and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we, we would find out the day after that he would he's retiring, which is like, yeah. talk yeah. about going out on top. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I, I really don't think it's likely I'm going to see him in the next year, but I would like to if I had the chance. Is there is there any chance you can go to the Honor Rising shows? I don't know where they are, but uh, or not Honor Rising, whatever the fuck they're called, the War of the oh, Worlds. We're not going to go to War of the Worlds, but we were thinking about trying to go to Global Wars later this year. So okay. I'll just maybe, have to see what happens. 
Maybe he'll be there, yeah. Maybe. Um, I, I assume I'm going to see him either best of Super Juniors or Dominion. Right. And then maybe, oh, he'll probably be on the Garden. He'll probably be in Dallas. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of spoiled. You're, are you you're going there or no? I'm going to Dallas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, are you going to the Garden? Oh, yeah. I'm going to the Garden. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. I mean. I, pretty... <laughs> I, I don't know. All I've made it to is the New Japan show in Nashville, which was lovely, but was also marred by the visa situation. So. Yeah. I think, is that was that the last one? I think that's the one I haven't seen. Yes, yeah. Nashville was the last one. Did you did you enjoy that show? Might as well talk about it briefly. I did enjoy it a lot uh, because I think the people who were there really had the motivation to knock it out of the park, and I felt like I wanted to give them a very open, positive mindset coming to the show because I knew just from what people had said on Twitter and just generally imagining they probably felt a little... You know, like, oh, no one wants to see me. I'm not a, you know. So yeah. um, it was really good. I really, really was impressed with the L.A. dojo trainees. They were amazing. Yeah. I watched the, I did watch the L.A. show and the Charlotte show mm-hmm. on demand. I didn't get, I didn't quite get to the Nashville show before 10,000 <laughs> shows started happening. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, they did, they did finally put them up. If you don't know, listen, people listening, uh-huh. uh, you know, over a month after they put them yeah. up. Finally. So. Yeah, I'd recommend checking it out if you get a chance because I still thought it was an extremely fun and solid show. I really liked the great Ocarn. I hadn't even thought about him in ages. Such a silly gimmick, but yeah. Oh, this guy. And then the match was great and he was really fun. And I was like, okay. Who is he facing? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry. I didn't oh, mean to be on the spot. <laughs> I can't. Let's I'm say, on the spot great, now and I can't think. I'm sorry. Great Ocarn cage match. Tell me who he was <laughs> facing. Let's see. Oh wait, was it? Mm, was it Jeff Cobb? Oh, uh, you got one. No, it wasn't Jeff Cobb. It no, was Harlem Bra- Bravado. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, but back to the anniversary show. <laughs> Semi-main: <laughs> Tanahashi, Okada, and Hiroki Goto defeated Naito, Evil, and Sonata in twelve fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Goto pins Sonata with the Goto Shiki. I love when he breaks that fucking move out. It's <laughs> yeah. just such a great. I mean, I'm a. I'm kind of a mark for flash pins in general, and like. Right. He just hit that just looks like such a great pen. It's like yeah. I totally buy that this man cannot kick out of this move. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we, we forgot to mention too, Dragon Leech came out and challenged mm-hmm. uh you know, challenged Taiji after the Junior title match. Yeah. I wish it was still a singles match. I wish it wasn't a three way at Bandito, but what are you gonna same. do? Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, so the the six man, good stuff, kinda, you know. Kind of like basic, kind of fun stuff, but yeah, yeah. Naito and Tana kept leg locking each other, and I kept thinking neither one of them have knees. It made me really <laughs> worried. <laughs> they really, yeah, they really don't. I wanted them to ease up on each other a little bit, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. Um, but yeah, I thought the the Sonata Goto exchanges were fun, and I that made me excited for their mm-hmm. match, which uh, some of you may have seen by the time you listen to this, but that'll be right. tomorrow from when we're recording. Um, and then we got the post match with Okada. The, the cutest thing ever was Okada Tanahashi yes. Senpai. That was yes. uh, that was adorable. But, yes, and it also sounded to me. I am sure he didn't, or I didn't understand. But it sounded like Goto said "itadakimas," and I choose to believe he said that he was going to eat the New Japan Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, not a bad joke. It just sounded like that's what he said to me. When Okada, I mean, when when Okada did, uh, it was after he beat Elgin when he did. Like Tadaima or whatever. 
<laughs> but like, and and Milano on commentary was like, "Welcome home." <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we got very weeb there for a second. But the semi main, good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the big thing at the end with everybody saying they were going to win. And yep. Naito just kind of like, I, lo- I love the camera shot to Naito sitting on the floor because it's <laughs> classic Naito. He's like, I'm not getting yeah. in the ring with you people. And just like grinning to himself. <laughs> like that, that if, if you need to explain to see Naito's character to anybody, mm-hmm. that's it. Absolutely. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo sitting on the floor grinning. Sitting on the himself. floor grinning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the main event, Will Ospreay and Jay White, uh, 2907, Jay White with the plate. Jay White won with the Blade Runner. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. How, how'd you feel about this match? Let's start with you again. I, um, like you said before, I'm kind of Jay White um, agnostic. <laughs> and I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't particularly excited because neither of these people really light me on fire, so to speak. Um, I thought it was fine, but I don't, I was, all, this is also a really long show and I think I may have been getting a little tired. So I don't have anything to say about it, like <laughs> standout wise. Here's my, I, I'm going to like uh, plug somebody who was a former guest on the show, Emily Pratt. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She did a review of this match and I really just agree with a lot of what she said. So mm-hmm. if, if you haven't read that review, check it out. But like, I, I, you know, it was good. You mm-hmm. know, I would go like, you know, like three and a half or something, but like mm-hmm. I saw people going four plus and just it never clicked for me like on that level. And there's you know the few major issues. I thought first of all, Will was very much on his shit when it came to like the fucking Shakespearean selling uh-huh. of the ring. Yeah, and it's like you know, Emily had a great line in, in that review where she said like his selling here made her wanna see New Japan go to full Enochiaism, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I mean, like, it was just, it was just way too much. And oh, like, I get absolutely. it. And I get it with Will. And that's just kind of a thing. But like, it just didn't, you know, it really took me out of the match. Yeah, I don't um, have a lot of notes. But one of my notes is Will growls really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know, like, and then the, the Gato stuff really left me cold, too. I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like I kind of feel like the IWGP champion should be able to beat the never champion without needing his manager. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I agreed again to, to to plug Emily again. She just thought, she said it went way too long for a non-title match. And I, I would agree. Like, I think they would have been really a lot better going 20 here than 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it definitely was longer than it needed to be for sure. But st- oh, then we got like a fun little post-match angle where, White was beating the shit out of Osprey, and Ibushi came to save him. Yep. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, we had everybody running out to save. First, the Bullet Club beat up Ibushi, and then everybody else from before ran out to save Ibushi. Um, and that was pretty much it. So fun show overall. Yeah. Maybe would have been a little better with a main event that clicked a little more, but mm-hmm. still a good show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we can move on then to the New Japan Cup. Um, now, as we're recording this, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, March 10th, which is when I plan to release it as well. But by the time some of you hear this, it'll probably be already be the 11th. So we've we've seen the first three nights of the Cup, the you know 12 of the 16 first round matches. Uh, so that's what we'll be talking about mostly here. First of all, what do you think? What do you think of the expansion of 32? Were you were you behind this, or were you one of the people who didn't like it? I am. I was fine with it. I'm not very good at math, so I thought, 
wait, is it going to take them twice as long to do the cup now? And then I realized, <laughs> no, wait, it's just an extra round. So no, that's okay. So um, I was fine with it. I feel like uh, sometimes you run the risk of there being people when it's so big, there being people in it that kind of feel like filler people. And I guess there is some of that, but um, overall I'm okay with it. Yeah. Most of the filler people to me are like people who I actively enjoy seeing get yeah. big, bigger spots. Than they normally get like all the dads uh-huh. and stuff. Yes, so yes. that to me is why it was good. Um, okay, so the first night at Cork and Hall, um, I did see the undercard of this one. The only thing I would mention as a highlight, uh, if you didn't see it, is the the sixth man with Abushi Goto and Show against Naito Sonata and Shingo was really good. Yes, that like is one that I do want to go back and watch. A good as good of a ten minute match as you're going to get. Um, so the fir- the first first round match was Nakanishi and Yoshihashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Yoshihashi won in 1226 with the butterfly lock. Oh, I guess that's not what he calls it because the, here they wrote butterfly lock. So I don't know what the fuck <laughs> one But um, yeah, this was good. I I really find the people who like are so offended by Nakanishi in the ring like really kind of annoying. It's like uh-huh. this this old man who can barely move is trying <laughs> the hardest you right? possibly can. Like if you can't find that even a little bit charming, like. Like, Absolutely. calm down. It's not that Absolutely. serious. And, and I he mean, was great here. He, <laughs> yeah. like he couldn't get over the top rope on that dive. Yes. He just yes. On the apron. That was so good. <laughs> like, he's trying as hard as he can. Like, give the I man know. a fucking break. And he still has that weird presence. <laughs> and he still has, like, the facial expressions. And he still mm-hmm. has great timing. I mean, yeah. I will watch Nakanishi all day long. I don't I, I, The haters <laughs> can, uh, can calm down. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. And I mean, almost. Almost same for Yoshihashi. And then he is trying really hard. And if you can't appreciate that, then just take a second, you know? Well, sometimes he's trying hard. Sometimes it well, feels yeah. like he's yeah. uh, <laughs> not trying hard. But the I did like that Nakanishi, like, kind of stormed. Like, Nakanishi got, like, a, a visual pin on Yoshi in this match. Mm-hmm, like, he, mm-hmm. he got the pin with the ref down. And I yep. just like the idea of him, like, backstage... Just like being like, well, if I have to lose Yoshihashi, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a visual pin on this man. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, this was good. Three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Good match. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, the next match. All right. Here's where we're going to have a rant. Okay. <laughs> Taichi and Tomaki Hanma. All right. Taichi won in 1754. With the mm-hmm. Holy Emperor's Crucifix Tome. That's what he's calling no, that now. He's calling it what? The ho- that's what he's calling the Holy Land. So he's calling the stretch plum, apparently, the Holy Emperor's Crucifix Tome. Tomb. God, I love Taishi. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's something. All right. So here's what I have to say about Taichi. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. Because there is there were some people in my mentions the other day. One guy, really. But these, mm-hmm. these people are all over Twitter, if you look. Mm-hmm. If you can't go through life accepting <laughs> that other people like different wrestlers and different things in general than you, and it doesn't mean they're quote unquote pretending or Ooh. having a laugh or trolling, then you need to calm the fuck down. Wow. That's like that's like a 12-year-old viewpoint. Like it's cool if you don't like Tai Chi. If you don't like Tai Chi, I really don't give a shit, honestly. Right? But these people who claim that anyone who enjoys Tai Chi and anyone who enjoys Tai Chi matches are like, 
you know, somehow engaged in like a massive conspiracy to oh my God. defraud. Like these people are out there. It's it's just amazing to me. Like wow. people who like Tai Chi just like Tai Chi. Okay. Well, this huge conspiracy just... theory. We all got together and decided to pretend to like Tai Chi for no real benefit to us. Yes. I mean, that's, they, they, this is literally what people, someone was arguing this in my, in my mentions the other day. And I'm oh like, my just, gosh. just accept that people like different wrestlers than you do. It's really not that hard. Uh huh. So, yeah. So, yeah, this match is fucking awesome. I um, loved it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I mean, I always, I always love Tai Chi anyway, but Han, Han mm-hmm. had. Honma had way more in the tank here than uh-huh. I was expecting. Yep. Um, it, it felt to me like he, I don't know if, if maybe he turned a corner in his recovery because like he was moving a lot better than mm-hmm. he's moved since he came back. Not just here in the tag match the next night too. So maybe he just finally has more movement on the other side of his body. Like that, that yeah. other side of his body looked like weirdly stiff for a while and, mm-hmm. you know, very scary, but now it looks like he's actually moving around a lot better. So yeah. Great, good, really good news there for home. I hope he keeps it up. But yeah, this was. I went four stars on this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not trolling anybody. No. I'm not pretending. I fucking love this match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just what a bully heel beating the shit out of a just, another guy. Honma took some. Um, just Tai Chi beat up. Just Tai Chi beat a big <laughs> shit lord. Like <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Homa broke out that sit out fire thunder driver mm-hmm. he, he used to do. That was awesome. Um, and then, and then Taichi, like, Homa took some amazing bumps in this match. Like, he took that, that backdrop towards the end. I was just yeah. like, I was very scared for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, I do he... feel like everyone else feels, which is, stop landing on your neck. Stop doing <laughs> Kokeshis. I know that's your thing, but God, please. <laughs> he did, he brought, he even brought back that diving Kokeshi to, like, a seated, yeah. gra- seated dude. That was really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, this, this went almost 18 minutes. I saw some people say it went too long, but mm. to them I say it did not. It went just enough time. <laughs> To them, aw- I say you are wrong. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and I like how. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tai Chi has inherited the Iron Fingers and is making a big deal about carrying them around, but does have yet to use them, right? Yeah, he hasn't used them yet. Nope. Okay, I'm waiting you know, for him to you, use them and you know that's fully coming. backfire on him. Yeah, you know it's coming. Um, but yeah, he's been carrying. I like he, he also enters through the crowd now, which I think is yeah. also like a yeah. like an Isika tribute. So. Oh, maybe- it's so. cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm fully with you. I I really really enjoyed that match a lot just because of like you said a super mean bully just like laughing shithead <laughs> heel and then and then I feel like a lot of the first round matches have been variations on the someone going in and going this is going to be an easy win I just have to knock this guy out of the way first and then oh wow, he's actually a bigger, like, harder to beat than I thought he would be. And so, yeah, lots yeah. of different ways of doing that, and this was one of those. Yeah, and, like, Tai Chi was great here just selling the idea that, like, this man could actually beat him. And then at the mm-hmm. end, when he, like, he grabs, oh. he grabs his fucking head, and, like, you think he's going to tell him, like, you know, good job or something, but he just mm-hmm. fucking laughs at his face and, like, yep. drops him. <laughs> And, and I had to give uh, Don Callis credit on commentary, who just goes like, oh, real class act. And Kevin, and Kevin, and Kevin Kelly's like, uh, there's a lot of things to describe Tai Chi, but class act <laughs> might be as far away as possible. So yeah, That's not one of them. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, yep. So Juice and Chase was next. Uh, mm-hmm. This went 24-36. Chase pinned Juice with the package, package mm-hmm. pile driver. First of all, I have to eat my crow on this one. I did write in the the voice the preview on voices of wrestling.com that chase was gonna 
I, my exact quote was have fun taking that there uh pulp friction chase and he he quote he fucking screenshotted it and i saw that that was so, i was like well okay fair play to you sir <laughs> i mean some people thought he was like i don't know like legitimately angry or something and it's like yeah. no there was a there was a smiley face in the tweet i really don't yeah. think he yeah i think he was just fucking playing but anyway so i gotta <laughs> chase owens congratulations you got good me job that buddy one. yeah that definitely like make made my bracket wrong uh, like yes, in the third uh, third round because oh, i didn't see that I, coming and i have to go ahead and give credit to uh damon from the super j cast on this network who last week was on omikaze for the um you know for the preview and mm. of the new japan cup and he was the only guy to pick chase not just to win here <laughs> but to go he picked him to go all the way to the quarterfinals and we wow. all quite we all quite literally laughed at him and oh. <laughs> i have to tell we have to all like like all the not just me like three other people on the show were all like oh i don't know about that one so, <laughs> so we all gotta eat some crow here and Damon, face is making everybody eat crow yeah. he's making everybody put their foot in their mouth uh as far as the match itself i liked it i went like three and a half on it maybe a little mm-hmm. a little longer than i might want to see these two guys go like almost 25 minutes was a bit long mm-hmm. um but you know, it, I thought it, it started a bit boring early, but really picked up by the end. The only thing I didn't really like is I thought the, uh, in the stretch one where Chase started trying to grab the ropes for the pin, like mm-hmm. I get that's kind of part of his like Southern heel stick, but like, mm-hmm. I just thought it felt weirdly out of place in the yeah, match. Like yeah. he was being so vicious throughout, which was good that I almost yeah. felt like, you know, all these comedy rope grab pin spots just felt really out of place. So Right. And I felt like he, he was being really mean and he was doing a lot of out of the ring using the guardrails type stuff that I feel like is, I don't know, since since Jay White is in now and it's kind of they're they're doing this whole new era thing. It was sort of a a, a new way to be extra vicious that i hadn't seen him do before and so i i felt like that made more sense than the like the rope grabby type stuff yeah so i would tell him maybe i, I docked a quarter star or something but mm-hmm. it was still good good match and yeah and i liked event, when oh go ahead <laughs> i was just gonna throw in the fact that i liked when chase pin juice and then they cut to milano and he was really happy because he <laughs> likes chase <laughs> yeah milano has like the weirdest taste of wrestling he's like he, he has he a loves strange chase. collection of boys yeah, he loves Chase Owens and Evil. So like, okay. Yeah, yeah, he just likes that little light up side. <laughs> He's really excited about it. Uh, and then the main event: mm-hmm. Tomohiro Ishii and Yuji Nagata. Ishii wins in twenty one thirty four. The vertical frame buster. Um, you know, I don't. This this is really, really easy match to just explain. It's just these two guys went out there and fucking killed each other. My I first mean, note is dads murdering each other. <laughs> <laughs> like two two old guys fighting over. I don't know what do old people fight over. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should have had somewhere to go with that, but I but I didn't. Uh, I want to say fucking, the. Mm-hmm. Go on. What the last like KFC biscuit or something? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, the grill, the like charcoal grill at the cookout. I don't know. Yeah. It, this metaphor has failed. Let us move on. <laughs> but yeah, this was awesome. I mean, like they they went out in there and fucking beat the shit out of each other. It's like everything mm-hmm. everything I love about Japanese wrestling. They just yep. hit each other very hard. Um, yeah, mean, they I, chucked each other around too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Germans and backdrops mm-hmm. and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I went four and a half on this. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, one of my favorite matches of the year so far, and my second favorite match of the first round so far. There is one match that tops, the, but really good match. Okay. Uh huh. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that, I don't know, they both did a really good job um, just do, doing that thing where they get they get staggered, you know, and it's kind of, uh, Ishii had a very good kind of almost, not that anything about Ishii is flamboyant, but a very overstated, like, you know, kind of staggering around after getting, getting hit. And, and I like, I like how it's not what people sometimes think it is, which is just two guys slapping each other and like no selling each other. Like they, they hit really hard and they sell it too. So I like that. Yeah, and they they definitely like they were they the, the staggers, you know, where they mm-hmm. would like get take a form and just be like very staggered. They, Ishii mm-hmm. does a good job at that because he he's you know he looks like he's like unbeatable most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah. he finally like drops to a knee, you're just like, oh shit! Right, right, exactly. And I, this is also the match where I'm like, wow, like Yuji Nagata at fifty is still this fucking good and. If he like went out there and had like a match with Junakiyama from All Japan again, mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. they could probably have like the match of the year. But oh yeah, yeah, he him in this and then him in the match with a uh, what match was he in in the anniversary show with uh, Hanare versus Ishii yeah. and Yoshihashi in the tag. I really I really love both of those matches a lot. Yeah, I like forget mm-hmm. I forget how much I like him until I see him. He's just he's still so awesome. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I hope they I mean one of the reasons why I wish they bring back those Lionsgate shows is because there used to be a good source oh, yeah. of single singles matches for him. Oh yeah. So like he had a match with Yoshida, like I don't Ooh. know if it was last year or 2017, but it was awesome. That sounds great. But yeah, so really good first night. Mm-hmm. Um very positive. Now we have to be well, I have to be at least a lot more negative on night two. Uh, yeah, the Saturday show in in Aichi, um, I guess in Nagoya actually, and yeah, this was not great. Um, no. I would say watch honestly, like the undercard tags were way more fun than most I of the. Have watched those, yeah. yeah, than most of the like. There was another really fun Ibushi Naito six man, um, the eight man tag with like Tanahashi, Makabe, Tenzan Nagata against. Shota, Colt, Cavana, Taguchi, and Nakanishi was really fun. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, Evil and Takagi against Saber and Taka. Those are all good matches. Lots of those. Um, (laughs) The New Japan Cup Mm -hmm. first round matches. First of all, Lance Archer and Toa Hanare. Um, Yeah. First of all, I mean, Hanare is really good at what he's good at, you know, which Mm -hmm. is like the standard trade stuff, like like the Ishii type stuff. But I thought he looked kind of green here trying to sell the entire match. Like, just, I, I don't know. Like, he just wasn't very good at, like, yeah. taking taking the kind of one-sided ass-kicking this match required. It was just mm-hmm. very boring. Um, yeah. You know, I went, like, went, like, one and a half stars on it. Did not like it. Yeah, I can't point to anything that I thought was egregious, but I just kind of felt felt like I I didn't know why... If it wasn't for the fact that it was obviously, it's because it's in the cup and that's what the bracket was. I would be like, why is this happening? It didn't (laughs) compel me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're going to get matches like that in any tournament, I guess, but like they they put them all on one night, basically. Yeah. So you just get them out of the way. And then it looked looked bad. I mean, this this night basically was the one of the four that looked bad on paper. I mean, look, night one to me over delivered by a lot. Like, night one was like, well, this this could be okay, but it Mm -hmm. ended up being awesome. And then mm-hmm. night two was like the weakest night by far. And it lived down to that. You know, yeah. so yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Mikey Nichols and Hikaleo again, uh, went about nine minutes. Mikey won with 
a Mikey bomb, which is not the greatest name for finisher on it. <laughs> not really. No, I wrote <laughs> I wrote nickel pins Hikuleo with power bomb of some sort. I didn't know that that was what it was called. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. Uh, I mean, if you really like two dudes forming each other to absolute silence, uh, this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be the match for you. Uh, like the, yep. the crowd did not the crowd did not give a shit. Hikaleo uh, no. is very green again, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the best way to start out. I, like, I think I would have found a different first round opponent for a guy you're debuting than absolutely uh, a, very, <laughs> a green tall guy. Right, exactly. Because I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not ghetto. I don't, I don't know how to book things. But in my mind, I'm like, these are two people who are pretty new. Who you wanna, if you wanna get people to care about them one of these days, you need to build them up. So by putting them against each other, like I don't know what that accomplishes. Yeah, it was a little, it was a very odd decision. But mm. I mean, I guess Mikey, when you look at it, like he's gonna get his, uh, um, you know, like his maybe his signature spot will be in the next round with, yeah, facing. But mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a second. I mm-hmm. I, to, I forgot to mention this. I like how they announce whenever there's, uh, they know the next round match from two people. You know, have both won. Yeah, they, they yeah. announce what the next one's gonna be. And I right. just remember at the end of night one when they announced Ishii and Taichi, that got this weird, like <laughs> this got this like ah, like this gas from Cork and ah, oh god. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that was not a good match at all here. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the semi main Will Osprey and Bad Luck Fale. Another bad match, uh, yeah. you know. If you like, again, if you like Fale stepping on Will while Will screams in agony, boy, there's got to be somebody <laughs> out there who gets real excited about that. And I, this was for them. <laughs> yeah, it was like Will just fucking Will in a chin lock, just screeching. Oh <laughs> like, boy, yeah, I have, I have in this one too. I have, I hate Will's noises so much. I'm not capable yeah. of not pointing out how much I hate the sounds that he makes i should just get over it it's yeah. my problem at this point <laughs> no i don't i don't think it is honestly uh and, it, and then the other thing i really disliked about this match is like Jado was out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from because he came out with hikaleo right and he just kind of he just kind of stayed out there and i'm like look um this is a very simple story big man against little man uh-huh. don't don't need all this fucking kendo stick Jado interference bullshit yeah agreed this wasn't necessary at all yeah but, uh, yeah and then on top he, of everything else, they mm-hmm. fucked up the finish, kind of. <laughs> uh, what happened? So he, what, he did that. He like Fale had him up for the bad luck fall, right? And he did that flip un, under he flippy. A, he did a rana, he did like a rana. He did like a like, rana, yeah. He couldn't hook the leg, and oh. Fale and Fale's like entire shoulder was up when they count the pin. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it, it yeah. Really, it looked really bad. Yeah, yeah, because so. because I got what they were going for with a kind of like because he tried to Oscar him earlier and he couldn't get him down because he's so big. So instead, I have to go for something that's going to use his own weight against him. You know what I mean? So I understood the the logic of trying to do it that way, but it didn't didn't work out that well. Yeah, I mean, it was it made sense. It just they just mm-hmm. didn't execute it. So yeah, you were going to say something about the kendo stick thing. I think so. Go ahead. Uh, no, I don't think so. Just oh. um, they're. They're they're so invested in making Will look really strong, I suppose, that that was another kind of, not only does he have to beat the really big guy, but he has to beat the really big guy and his little friend with a stick. Like, that's, that's okay, sure. I mean, yeah, from what I've heard, like, they were talking about this in the Voice of Wrestling flagship last week. It, it seemed like The Office thinks Osprey, like, people think Jay White is a replacement for Caddy, and short term, I guess he kind of is. He kind of fit into the same kind of role, but... Apparently, long-term, the New Japan office thinks Will is the replacement. 
which mm. I kind of get it, like as far mm-hmm. as appealing to a certain type of Western fan who likes big moves and stuff. Sure, but, sure. But Will needs to fucking. I mean, Will and Kenny have a lot of the same flaws when it comes to selling. But yeah. Will, Will might be even worse than Kenny yeah. when it comes to like the screeching and all that shit. So like, I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a not a big fan. But you know, I mean, it's not like I don't like some Will Ospreay matches. I just think, yeah, oh same. Yeah, I think he he had a rough week here. <laughs> just yeah, between yeah. The, the the screeching and all that. Mm-hmm. So the main event: Okada and Elgin, twenty four oh six. Okada went with the Rainmaker. Um, this is a match where I saw a lot of people go a lot higher than I did. I went. Three mm-hmm. and a half. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. It just didn't, you know. There was nothing here that like, uh, really had me going crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, I liked from about halfway through, Okada would did had a very good um again I kind of like what I said about Ishii Nagata had a very good sort of dazed like for a good five minutes he looked like that meme of SpongeBob as a caveman wherever the world's like spinning around <laughs> him you know and I appreciated that because it brought a lot of personality to something that otherwise is just kind of like you know yeah and Okada you know I mean like they the the start of it was very much like very like just pretty good territory not like. Mm-hmm great or anything and then by the time they got to the stretch run there was also like there were parts of it that also felt like a little slow and awkward which you know i'd have to blame on elgin because you know for any Mm -hmm. complaints you can make about okada his stretch runs usually are not slow or Mm -hmm. awkward they're usually very smooth um specifically i'm thinking of like that that transition from the burning hammer into the backslide i just thought like that probably looked a lot better in their heads than oh yeah 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 than than it did in reality so you know it was good there was good stuff and you know there's some drama and i, I like the focus on the cross face which we haven't really seen from elgin in new japan so mm-hmm. that was that was a good little mix-up you know a good thing to try differently from their previous matches but still not like an elite level match here still like a three and a half but hey way better than the other three cup matches yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i feel like was that match worth me watching those first three I, maybe not but at yeah. least it at least it went up a little bit and not down from there. So it's true. So that brings us to today's show as we're recording. Yeah. March I 10th. Today's was really, really good. Yeah. Today was up there with the, you know, even better than the first, first night. And mm-hmm. I thought it was still really, really good. Like yep. you said. So you saw a little bit of the undercard, right? You stopped for Tai Chi or something? I think so. I saw a very little bit of it. Yeah, so I, I, this is the first show I didn't watch the undercard at all. I just, mm-hmm. I woke up and I was like, I'm so excited to see right. <laughs> these new Japan Cup matches. Right. I have to skip right to them. Um, so we opened up with Taguchi and Tenzan. <laughs> uh, Taguchi won in 12.08 with the Keto Clutch. First of all, I have to give Taguchi the biggest shout out of all time for the Mongolian headlock he did. Yeah, where, yeah. <laughs> like he does a Mongolian chop like uh-huh. motion. Uh-huh. And then just like put takes ten down to a headlock. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. That was so great. That was um, amazing. So and then Tenzan responded to Taguchi doing the Mongolian chop like pose by doing like the I don't know, like the, the hip swivel the, the pose. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he <laughs> told was... Taguchi he told Taguchi to suck it. Suck <laughs> I was like, where oh, did God. that come from? Uh, that that is something that I'm gonna see in my mind's eye for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, this this was like the first five minutes. I have to say, were very slow and boring mm-hmm. as far as like just people stopping each other. But after that, mm-hmm. it really picked up. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Then, on chop Taguchi's ass at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did give the Mongolian chop to Taguchi's ass. Can't be afraid to get in there, man. And then there was the Taguchi kept going to the ankle lock on Tenzan, which is like mm. given mm. all of Tenzan's problems was like, oh dear God, this is this is like a work crime, honestly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was terrified by that. And there was a there was a really cool near fall too, where Tenzan kept going to the Anaconda Vice. And mm-hmm. Taguchi like rolled him up off it, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and it yeah, kind of yeah. it kind of like foreshadowed the finish, maybe because I I figured if he was going to win this, it was going to be with some kind of flash pan, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah, but yeah. This yeah, was yeah. this was like three stars. I liked it. Good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very solid. Uh, then we had Tanahashi and Shota Umino. Uh, ah. Tanahashi winning in sixteen forty eight the Texas Cloverhold. Uh-huh. Um, I saw people going a lot higher than me on this one. I went three and a quarter. Yeah. You know, I thought it was I thought it was good. Just didn't, it never like, you know, I saw people going like four on it, which I, it never struck me on that level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Shota, Shota did the best he could with that young line move set. And he did, he even, did, he did even, the thing. Even broke out the Texas Clover hold in response to Tanahashi's at one point. But, uh, yeah, this was, this was good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I just really, I really like to watch young lions. Like, I like, seeing their matches and to see someone have a really big kind of spotlight on them for a match like this, I thought was really interesting. And just the novelty of that to me alone made me maybe like pay extra attention to it and and like it a little bit more. Um, I liked, I guess the big moment that I liked was Shota using the Texas Cloverleaf on Tana and everyone's reaction, you know, to that. And then when Tana puts him back in it, it was just so, like he really got in there and he really got in there on that Boston crab too, in a way that just looked like, Ooh, God, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to stretch this young boy. But... Right. Exactly. I, I said something like he's, you know, I, he, I know that he's young and he can bounce back. So I, I can, I can really get in there. And it really does feel like Shota, um, you know, this probably should be, if I think it will be his like his last big Harazi young line before mm-hmm. they send them away soon, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good way to go out. I mean, he's one of yeah. the, one of the best young lines in the past few years. I mean, him, him and like, I, I actually might like Narita even more than him. And it's, yeah. that might be a hot take, but I love, <laughs> I just think he's fucking great. I do. And good. and Yoshida is right up there too. So uh-huh. like is a just a great crop of and then the, and then Su, uh Yota Suji and oh god, who the fuck's the other one? <laughs> that was the other one's uh, name? Uh Uemura? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean they they both look really good too, you know, very early, but yeah, crap. it's really it's really exciting to me to see them come in because you go from I have no idea who this infant is to, you know, like maybe six months later I I'm excited. I get excited to follow them and see what they'll be doing. And I feel like it's a treat for me to be able to follow someone from the very beginning like that. So yeah, you've, have you, when you started watching, were show and yo were still there, right? They were still in lines, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe so you've they seen, were. Yeah. But so I think seen, when I really got into it, they were already on their excursion because I saw them here as the Tempura boys. Right. I saw them get absolutely murdered by the Briscoes, which was an experience. <laughs> and um, Kawato, I saw his, his full young lion time. Oh, gotcha. So you saw, so, so when Kawada comes back, he'll be like the one that you were like, I saw him as a baby. Yes. That's how I feel. I feel like my baby's coming back. (laughs) I really, I mean, I really, it is a really cool feeling. Like I saw Mm -hmm. the first one. I really, I think went through that as far as watching every single show and then seeing them come back was probably Mm -hmm. like um, Desperado. 
So Ooh. so seeing Desperado come back was really cool, and then oh, yeah. Aurora after that too. Yeah. Um, all right. So the semi main, Evil and Zack Saber Jr. This was fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Went four flat on this one. I thought it was even better than their match from Sapporo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Zack got the win in fifteen thirty three with the hurrah. Another year. Surely this one will be this better, one than, will the be better last. than last. The inexorable <laughs> march okay. of progress. Will lead us all the happiness. All the happiness, not success. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was awesome. You know, first of all, evil, evil, like evil has like they have great chemistry. Where evil, you know, uh, evil's like really good at selling. So the you know the like Zach putting him in the submission holes and stretching him looks brutal. But then absolutely. But then he has those like bursts of offense where. You know, mm-hmm. he just like he'll blast to Zach with a lariat coming out of the corner or something that just like you know just looks really good. So yeah, yeah. And to see know. him just use his strength to just like burst out of some of those holds like a kind of just ex- like an explosion like that, I think is a really, really cool thing. And I like too that they call back to when Zach was getting all those flash pins where evil like Zach went for one of them and evil immediately like sat down on it after a one count and almost, <laughs> got, almost got the pin himself. That was a really good little mm-hmm. callback. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the only, if I had like one big nitpick, I really hated the spot where evil used red shoes for the magic. Uh, uh-huh. Just thought it looked really goofy. But. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought that you might say that I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't mad about it, but it was a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, and the only other complaint I'll make is maybe him tapping out felt a little anticlimactic. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. thought he was going to explode out and keep going. But you know, it's cool to leave something in the tank. They weren't main eventing, and sure, they'll probably they'll probably face her on the G one again or something. So yeah, and I really kind of liked how he put on the octopus stretch. Um, it almost looked like he was jumping at Evil, and Evil kind of snatched him out of midair, and then <laughs> a big cla- like a big cartoon cloud with arms and legs sticking out of it, came up, and then he was in the octopus hole. Like it <laughs> happened very quickly and violently, to great effect. But yeah, this world. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about Evil and Zack? Uh, nope, I pretty much agree with you. Yeah. The main event, folks. Naito ah! and Ibushi. 2038, Ibushi wins the Kamigoe. Um, I have a lot to say about this one. This uh-huh. is incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, Naito and Ibushi. I don't, I don't think they've... They've never had like a bad match ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just went back and rewatched the the 2015 uh, New Japan Cup semifinal just because I could barely remember that one, mm-hmm. and that one was incredible too. So and you know that's even pre Lij Naito and yeah you know goes against the whole this whole crazy idea he didn't used to have good matches before Lij but anyway mm-hmm. um, this match was incredible um, you know. They they had a very um, a very concise story to tell, which was, you know, we we have wrestled each other so many times now in so many big matches that we can we always know the other the others like big signature moves. Right. So they both had to like break out different stuff and do mm-hmm. new stuff to to win, and because they they just both countered everything the other one tried. Yeah. That was like you know yeah, Ibushi was, didn't do any moonsaulting. You know, well, he tried the golden triangle. Tried to go for the and triangle, Naito, and Naito caught him out, and then slammed him right onto the apron. Right? Yeah, Naito yeah, like yeah. was ready immediately and turned it into that, mm-hmm. that fucking sick neck breaker. Yep, right on the yep. apron. That was that was an extremely good moment. Yeah, and then um, 
you know, the only my very very tiny nitpick would would be like I would have liked to see Ibushi sell a little more. Like they went back in the ring and like it felt like they just transitioned right into mm-hmm. an exchange. So that that might be my little quarter star nitpick. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there was like this, there was like this classic like brutal Ibushi strike exchange, and you know they they were just forming each other and then like slapping each other. And I liked Naito realizing like this is not going well. Let me just right. toss him toss him into the ropes and hit my right. spine buster because exactly this is, <laughs> this is not yeah exactly for me. exactly. And then they they really go all in on the the counter story where Naito sets Ibushi up for the top rope reverse Rana. Ibushi knows that's coming, so he like mm-hmm. sends him off on the apron, and he starts going for the the Swan Dive German. But Naito knows that's coming, and he turns it into this fucking like disgusting like fire thunder driver on the like sit out fire thunder driver on yep. the apron. Yeah, um, that was horrible. <laughs> horrifying. Horrifying, not horrible. Said, horrible for everyone. <laughs> horrible. I thought you were trying to say it was like horrible and awesome at the same time or something. Yeah. But which it was. <laughs> mm. Um I, I it could have been a tombstone. I don't know. They call it a tombstone in English commentary. We kind of yeah. missed the point of impact by mm-hmm. the cameraman, which is, you know, I would say not cut right there. That was like a yeah. WWE cut. But you know, what are you gonna do? Um then they go back in the ring, there's just, just crazy exchange again where I, I like I stopped trying to recap it because I was just like so <laughs> and like Abushi like he hits his high kick um he hits this crazy lariat with when Naito's like trying to line him up perfectly for the running Destino and instead he just like mm-hmm. runs forward and kills him um <laughs> and then when Abushi Abushi has to go to that like sit out J driller thing yeah yeah which Naito you know again doesn't have any expectation of it's not a move abushi right used to do so really like it fit in with the story perfectly of you know naito had counters for all the, the stuff he knew but mm-hmm. didn't know that was coming and then abushi did the kamigoe and got the pen so yeah i thought this was incredible i went four and three quarters my current match of the year i absolutely fucking yeah. loved it i would put yeah. it like right below their two g1 matches this the one from last year the one the year before mm-hmm. but i would love to hear your opinion on that what what, what do you think do you do you like this? Did you like this more than the G1 match last year? More than the one from 2018 or 2017? Um, I think I'm probably with you. I think I probably liked it the best of them. And it's because of that storytelling aspect of I know what you're gonna do, you know what I'm gonna do. We have to pull out new things. And and they even showed like Naito goes to do a destino and Coda kind of catches him in midair and like reverses it. Um yeah. Stuff like that, I think, is really cool. Uh, every move to me felt really big and important. Yeah. Like, I would have believed that any one of the last, like, five, I don't know, five to 10 interchanges could have been the pinfall, you know, which sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. I certainly don't think they were like, false finishing as a as a cheap tactic it just felt like these two guys are on such a level that everything that they do is devastating to the other person you know and the only reason the only reason they can go that hard is because they are matched like that yeah and like there was like a great moment too when i think you you kind of touched on this but like where naito goes to the destino and bushi like tosses him off and then just like Mm -hmm. drills him with like this high kick Mm-hmm. That was just such a cool, cool moment. I mean, this match is just filled with moments like that. And- yeah, yeah. Now, on English commentary, they called Coda's move right before the Kamigoye. They they called it a Bomaye. Like, yeah, that was a Bomaye. Yeah. So right, right. Be- okay, okay. That's that's yeah. what I thought. Um, he just ran in and hit. I mean, it was just a, a tribute to Nakamura. That's what so, I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. So, but yeah, I mean, this was 
incredible. Um, you know, and, and I think I like that they only went, you know, 20 minutes and 38 seconds. I think mm-hmm. sometimes New Japan main events, they have the tendency to go longer than they need to go. And mm-hmm. these two are comfortable enough that they're like, well, if 20 and a half is what we need, then that's all we have to do. We don't have to fucking, you know, yeah. extend it out another 10 minutes. Yeah. And I the think the way it. that they, the way that they played it made it seem like they, they didn't have 10 more minutes in them. You know, they, they yeah. played it up as a finale, even though it was a first round match and you don't and they, want everybody to do that. But in this case, it it had to be that way. Yeah. And they left you wanting more, which is good. Cause mm-hmm. I think they're going to, I think they're probably going to face, face each other again for the intercontinental title at some point. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, it makes sense to to not mm-hmm. not go not go thirty five minutes or whatever, but yeah. So this was awesome, and it closed out a rather good show. Um, mm-hmm. So good stuff out of the first round, except for that second show. If you're yeah. looking for something to skip, you can just skip night two. But nights one Agreed. and three, nights one and three. When I three. um the just on night two, the Elgin versus Okada match. Uh, I was kind of joking that I was going to come on here and say, you know, it was really interesting how Okada gave that full solo wrestling clinic and he was just kind of wrestling out there by himself because we went to Dayton, Ohio, where Sammy Callahan has that promotion and he brought Naito there last year and Naito faced Michael Elgin. And this was right when all of the Michael Elgin, you know, news was was dropping. And everyone in the crowd when Michael Elgin came out, turned like turned around not to not face him and i have never i i mean the booze were not heel booze they were like we legitimately don't like you booze and i feel like his his soul probably doesn't live in his body anymore after that so so that was like that did kind of like really undo his career in america mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was another thing that took the steam out of night too which is you know yeah to me anyway um, but, let me ask you because I'm sure I saw you talk about it. Sorry, and and I don't remember who do you have for the whole cup? Like, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I I went with Okada. Yeah. Okay. I just wondered. Why? Who did you who'd you go with? Um, I believe I went with Ibushi Okada for the final and Okada as well. Yeah, I have I have Ibushi losing to Zach in the next round. I just think it, oh yeah, it'd be something interesting to do. And then, because I, I don't know, I don't. I just feel like they're gonna save Tana Zach and Okada Zach. I don't think they're gonna do it in the New Japan Cup, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so I guess we'll say. Uh, yeah, I think okay, I was so, pretty safe in my picks. Yeah, but let's. Look, I'm gonna look ahead here at what's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, tomorrow we have the rest of the first round matches. I don't want to get super deep in that because a lot of people will have heard this show already before right you know by the time they hear they, they watch those matches but we have makabe cabana yano davy boy uh kojima and minor suzuki and goto sonata uh, i'm very hyped for these especially goto sonata and kojima suzuki i think it looks like a some good oh, some yeah. under some underrated matches there i think probably so mm-hmm. um but then the second round we already know a bunch of the matches so on right. wednesday in oh, zip arena okayama we have Tomohiro Ishii and Taichi, which I'm really psyched for. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's going to be like your classic style battle there, where the Ishii wants to mm-hmm. stand and trade, and Taichi wants to <laughs> rake his eyes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I have Ishii winning that, but I'm, my heart is with Taichi, obviously. 100%. Yeah, agreed. And then Yoshihashi and Chase Owens, which is, uh, you know, a match I don't think most people would have expected in the second round. But no, not I in think the Chase, least. I think Chase is winning. I don't see why yeah. you have him beat Juice 
and and then not be Yoshihashi. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's going to hit that package pile driver. I think Chase is going to the quarterfinals now. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, they're really building up that package pile driver as like a, a game over move. So I absolutely see it happening. Uh, the 14th in Nara, we have two more second round matches. So that'll be on Thursday. And the first one is Okada and Mikey Nichols. I kind of teased before. I think this is like, this is this spot mm-hmm. is set up to let Mikey really get over and have a good yeah. match here. Yeah. Uh, but I think Okada obviously is going to win. Right. But Mikey will, Mikey will look good though. Mm-hmm. And then Osprey and Archer. Um, I could see that one going either way. You could either have Archer win and like, have him be like a never title challenger. I think that's, you know, a position he could have. But I think mm-hmm. more likely Osprey's gonna win this to set to like go with this whole giant killer thing where he beats five. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna like, say they really are enjoying having him go and take down the really big guys. And so that would be a, a perfect opportunity if you want to do more of that. And then that would also set up Okada Osprey in the uh quarterfinals, which yep. I think is a good a good quarterfinal match, a rematch from mm-hmm. last year's anniversary show. So mm-hmm. Um, and then the the last second round match show we know matches for now uh, is March 16th at Cor- back at Corican. So we have Tanahashi and uh, Taguchi, which is really fun. That's a really fun match. I'm excited for that one. Oh, absolutely. And then Ibushi and Zach. Um, so I, I mean, the, Tanahashi's obviously beaten Taguchi. Ibushi and Zach, that could go either way. I uh, Zach... love their match in the G1. Love yes, it. their match in the G1 was. That was like a four and three quarter star match for mm-hmm. me. I love that mm-hmm. match too. Um, but yeah, so if they can if they can even approach that level, that'll be mm-hmm. a really awesome match. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to see him again. I think Zach gets the upset special there. I think he's gonna win here and beat Zach beat Ibushi for the second straight year and then yeah. set up a rematch, set up a rematch with Tanahashi, which you know, the rematch from last year's finals, where I think Tanahashi will finally beat him. But could yeah, be I wrong. See that. Could be could be a Bushi wedding, but that's I just have a yeah. gut feeling that Zach is gonna pull that one out. Yeah, I mean, if this was before Bushi's committing, I suppose I I definitely would think that he was gonna lose to Zach here. And I guess I just don't know how much I believe things are gonna be accelerated for him, you know, in his in his path to big big matches and title contention. Um, yeah, that's a good point. See if he wins here or not. So that will be Ibushi and Zach. That's the March 16th Korokin on a week from, or six days from now, on next Saturday. And then the final second round show is also at Korokin uh, next Sunday on March 17th. And that'll be the second round matches we do not yet know as we mm-hmm. record this. So that wraps up the second round. So that's what we have coming ahead. Uh, some good stuff. Very exciting. And... Really enjoyed the New Japan Cup so far. Hope it keeps up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I was able to follow it super closely last year, but I should be able to this time. And I'm really glad to because I've always been a big, like I followed the G1 for several years. And so I'm excited to see. I like I like tournaments a lot. I'm very much a sucker for. So. Yeah, exactly. So this is fun. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of tournaments. Any, anything where you get like, you know, a breakup to what you might call like more monotony, you know? Like that, right, right. That's a big, like, you know, not to compare WWE too much, but like that, that's a big <laughs> problem, I think, with mm-hmm. with the current WWE, where it just feels like everybody's wrestling each other for no reason. Absolutely. And I think they could definitely do more. Like, if they did more tournaments, they'd probably be better. But then I, you know, I hear they do tournaments occasionally, and they're bad. So, <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> I can't remember the last tournament that I. Gosh, I really can't that I pay yeah. attention to from them. There was like you there think- was like a tag title contender tournament. Or- something yeah I think. yeah maybe maybe that was the last maybe one. 
<laughs> I like I like brackets so much you would think that maybe I would pay attention to sports sports, but I don't. So it's funny. Uh okay, so we got some questions here. Let's get Ooh. into them. Uh at Alphonse 0079, will Chase ever get in good shape? <laughs> That's a really, really Aww. hard shot there, Chase a poor Chase. Ouch. Uh, I like Chase. I have no, I'm not going to comment on his physical. And also, if you've ever met me, I have no room to comment. So, Same. <laughs> yeah, Chase, Chase, buddy, you're in better shape than me. <laughs> At AWQ 1985, what's your personal choice for the G1 Dallas main event? It's a cool question. What do you, what do you think? I, I was trying to think about this earlier and I truly don't, I don't know what to tell you. What do you think? <laughs> um, hmm. it, I mean, you really need to see the blocks, you know. And right, right. I mean, they, they, you know, they can't do Okada Night Day. They have to save that for the for the Dome next year. Yeah, you can't. Do, I would probably want to pull out something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like o, Okada Ibushi, maybe, but I think they're going to save that for Budokan. So. Hmm. Who's going to go in America? They want to put a white guy on? <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope. I think. I hope they don't. Honestly, yeah, I hope too. they don't do too Japanese. I mean, I would do. Thinking about this one more, I would either do Tanahashi Ibushi or Tanahashi Naito. I think those are yeah, both matches I mean, they haven't they haven't done in a little while, but they're mm-hmm. both really big matches. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're both they both have a lot of history, and they they both would be big. You know, either a rematch from last year's G one final or a match we haven't seen since um, the 2017 IC title feud. So yeah, I would go one of those, one of those two. I can see either of those. I can see uh, Jay White. I don't know against who, just because I'm always thinking they want to book bullet club related main events in the U S but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Jay. I mean, if you have to do a Jay White one, maybe White and, I don't know because White and Okada and White and Tanahashi have both been done a Those lot. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it feels like they're saving White Abushi and White, White Naito. Abushi, White Naito. Yeah. yeah. So then See, you're. So then if you run through all those guys who you have left that would be viable for like the main event of that show. Yeah. I mean, you could do White Naito or White Abushi, but I just think it feels like you're saving that for something bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Taichi is my answer. <laughs> Taichi. <laughs> Taichi against anybody. <laughs> um, Thomas, who was on here last or two weeks ago at wrestling ratings, who is NATO's best opponent? It's a good Ooh, question. Yeah. I mean, there's two guys I'm thinking of immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, he just wrestled. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, I have the memory of the goldfish and I just watched Naito Ibushi. So I'm like, Oh, obviously Ibushi. But I think, I think it's between Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Cause I think. Sure. Yeah. Um, as much as, as much as, uh, again, I might have the rep of a Kenny hater. I think <laughs> Naito and Kenny, all three years in the G1, there's all three incredible matches. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Bushi, though. I think just yeah. by yeah, I, mean, I really, I'm, I really do. I really do love those Kenny matches, but I really love the Ibushi ones too. Yeah, so. I'm trying to think back to the Naito matches that made the biggest impressions on me, and I do think they are the Ibushi matches. Yeah, so it's really, it's really close though. Those are those are definitely the two. Uh, Okada, you know, he. I think the Okada is an underrated one, where I think. Um, that don't match from 2014. That just the problem with that one just has no. It just has no crowd heat. But like it is a really good match if you go back and watch it. And they have a really good one at Corican in 2012 too, right after mm-hmm. Okada comes back. 
So that's an underrated one. Um, I'm trying to think of some more options that people might. Yeah, me to too. Um, hmm. I mean, Shinsuke, they, they had some really good ones. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that match, that G1 final. I mean, Tanahashi, they had the entire series and the G1 final again and some other matches pre-LIJ. So Tanahashi should be up there too. But... Yeah, yeah. Who who outside of the, the like, oh, before, oh duh. Guess, you know what? We're, we're missing mm-hmm. one that's, I think, really obvious too. Ishii. Uh-huh. Ishii, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, get that. I get that for I, sure. I like the Naito Ishii matches even better than the Kenny Ishii matches. So oh, yeah? I think they have they have a couple in 2014 where uh, Ishii beats him for the Never title and then where they face each other again in the New Japan Cup and then again at uh, Invasion Attack that year. Those are all really good. But especially the one where Ishii wins the Never title is the best of the three probably. Yeah, I want to go back and do some watching on that because I can't. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen them, but I can't really remember anything particularly. But just the concept of Ishii versus Naito, I, I can fully get behind. Yeah, um, the 2016 matches too, the New Japan Cup mm-hmm. quarterfinal. And, you know, I have a very vivid memory of like watching that match like on, on the bus <laughs> that morning <laughs> and like just being deadly nervous over because Naito at that point, he had lost to Ishii a bunch before that match and like just being like, oh my God, is he going to lose to him again and his New Japan Cup here? And then he pulled it out and went on to win the Cup that year, of course. But yeah, that match was incredible. That was like a Corkin main event. And then they faced each other again at Dontaku that year, which is Naito's one IWGP heavyweight title defense, which is really good. Yeah. So, so that's another really good good one for Naito. So let me let me just rank them. Ready? Here's the top okay. five. I'm ready. Going with Abushi number one, mm-hmm. Kenny number Kenny number mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Ishii Ishi number three. Okay. Tanahashi four. Okada five. Okada five. All right. My, I'll sign that's that. My top five. Uh, okay, let's see. Next question from at Downward Spirals. What is it about Japanese wrestlers that makes them capable of great matches at advanced ages compared with Western wrestlers? Um, it's a cool, it's a good comparison. I assume what he's, um, what he's sort of like comparing it to is like, um, you know, like maybe the the main event of the fucking WWE Saudi show, which everybody hated. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't watch and, that, but yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. Either, I didn't watch it. Either, but, <laughs> no. um, that Hunter Undertaker match, I heard everybody oh, handed from Australia. Yeah. And I, I think I think part of it is just like in general, um, you know, not to get very like cultural here, but like maybe <laughs> I think in Japan it's more acceptable to age, you know, like they there's like this yeah. respect for older people. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. It's okay for a guy to go out there and not be you know, like Eugene Nagata does not look like he did when he's 30, obviously. And that's okay. And, Nobody's and that's okay. To. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, in, in America, it's almost like, well, Undertaker has to look like the old Undertaker. And <laughs> yeah. Triple H has to look like the old Triple H. They have to do the exact same stuff <sighs> they mm-hmm. used to do. Well, yeah. I, th- I think it's just a very different mindset that lets, like, the Japanese wrestlers just go out there. And it's not even just Japan, too, because I think Mexico, like, the mm-hmm. older luchadors have more of a, I don't know, like, there's more respect for them than there is in america and like there's more like i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm like rambling a little bit but i just think it's like <laughs> no, a no. it's a cultural thing and also just like not trying so hard to you know show that you're instead like embracing the fact that you've aged versus like trying to show that you have not aged right exactly i think you're right on the money i really do and i think sort of tied into that would be so it's okay to wrestle a match that reflects the fact that you are not 
25 or whatever anymore. Um, so it's not as hard on your body. And then also, I mean, the schedule of U.S. wrestlers tends to be really insane. Not that it's not for Japanese wrestlers, but I'm just thinking about if you're the Undertaker and you wrestled every week for God knows how many years, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's to, to expect you to hold up through all that in the same way that someone who is in more multi-mans and is not in matches as frequently, like over the course of a career, I think it, it builds up. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard, and I've heard like, you know, there's just always this comparisons, like what, you know, WWE fans will be like, oh, they do all these dangerous spots in New Japan matches and blah, 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 uh-huh. which is, which is true, but not, not what I think is really overrated is how, um, the WWE style is way more dangerous than people give it credit for now too. Uh-huh. But what it, what I've heard, like I've heard wrestlers talk about this. It is easier to like peak for one big match, knowing that yeah. you're doing mostly undercard tags before it. And then maybe uh-huh. either doing tags or even getting like time off between tours afterwards yep. than it yep. is to constantly be on this fucking grind. You know, yeah. I mean, Roman Reigns just talked about this, uh, the other day where yeah he, thinks, he said there should be like an off season right yeah which he said that would help everybody like you know mm-hmm. he's on mm-hmm. the wrestlers and the writers and i'm, I'm sure that's true yeah but, and the traveling too because they're always touring as opposed to i mean they do tour in japan but they don't a, a lot of the country. time too yeah yeah it's a smaller. i mean well, yeah I've yeah heard, it is too also yeah i've heard that's like i've heard that it's a smaller country <laughs> sure that's true. I, I heard that was like a big reason why kota Ibushi didn't sign with aew mm-hmm. Was he he really hates like getting on planes? Oh boy! And yeah, yeah if you want to, if you hate getting on planes, then you're That's gonna not the life for you. Yeah, you're not gonna like uh, American wrestling, really. Nope. So, you know, it's a big ass country here. You have to you have to take planes everywhere. Honestly. Yeah, he seems to have trouble with that. So, so I mean, he you know Japan touring. It's like you get on the bus. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you work. You go. You come home. You work a bunch of coworking dates. It's just a lot different. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, that's probably part of it as well. Trying to think, what do they even get on planes for? Maybe, maybe, I mean, obviously Okinawa, maybe mm-hmm. Sapporo. I don't even, I don't even know if they, they take a flight to Sapporo. Maybe they do. Uh, okay. So our last question here at RBX 2000. Um, given that you enjoyed Taichi Hanma, can I ask what you thought of the opening five minutes? KO spot, shove ref chair shot, count on spot, and why you liked it? I thought it was horrendous, and I'm genuinely curious. Um, I don't know. <laughs> really putting me on the spot. I what like you... Taiji's whole. I like Taiji's whole stick. I like the heel thing. I think it really stands out in New Japan. I don't want like fifty people doing it because mm, then exactly. It, would, it exactly. would not stand out anymore. But I, yeah, I thought there was a great little tease. I thought, you know, I thought he was being an asshole. I mean, that's what that's his character. Right. That's that's my answer too. Is that I don't, I, I don't have any other explanation other than I liked it because it was Taiji being himself. Also, it was five minutes of an eighteen-minute match, and like, yeah, yeah. if you're if if that's like, I feel like this is also like the Tai Chi haters moving the goalposts because there are plenty of opening five-minute stretches and long New Japan matches that aren't very good, and people have no trouble giving those matches, you know, yeah. high star ratings and stuff. So, yep, I, you know, it was it wasn't the it wasn't the highlight of the match, but the the rest of it was quite good. So there you go. Yeah, one other question. Is Red Shoes refing the biggest match of Shota's career not a conflict of interest? Uh, it kind of is, right? I, mean, I, I, thought, I thought of that too. I'm like, this is pretty awkward, buddy, for your dad to be here being like, do you want to tap out, son? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it might not just like conflict of interest, it might just be awkward. 
But I feel like that's a very psychological like allegory because you're fighting against your kind of like a mentor, but then also with your actual dad there. Yeah. Like that's a lot for <laughs> for a, a young man of you know 21 or however old he is. Because Red Shoes, like he does do that really exaggerated, like do you want to tap out like motions yeah. and stuff? And it's like yeah. he's doing that to his son. It's very uh, <laughs> right? like, do you want to give up, son? Son, <laughs> are you gonna give up or are you gonna make me proud? What's it gonna be? <laughs> it's very like aggressive. <laughs> but but yeah, I guess it kinda of is a conflict of interest. But red shoes, to his credit, did not did not try to screw Tanahashi nope. or anything. So. Very impartial, very good. Yeah. I would expect nothing less from him. Yeah. So I guess that will do it. Uh thank you mm-hmm. for giving sending us questions. You can always do that on our Twitter account if uh if you're not aware. I also want to send a special thank you to uh a few people who gave who reviewed and rated us on iTunes. Um I asked for that on the on the Omikaze twitter feed and a few people came through because i got i got one very negative review <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes. like i i wish like it would tell you the date but i got some guy giving me one star and telling me uh that i'm very disrespectful to wwe wrestlers or something oh dear and, and i greatly overrate puro which is a very odd I'm, a very odd wrestling crit- omakase it's a very odd <laughs> critique to me it's like it, it'd be like if i went to listen to like Lucha Talk, which is a podcast, and be like, these guys really like Lucha. I don't understand. But yeah, it's a very, very interesting review. But like, I asked them to come on there and like bump that review. I mean, that review was really funny and I enjoyed that yeah. I made someone that angry. But I was like, could you guys come and bump that off my page? And a bunch of people came through with like five star reviews, which I really appreciate. Uh, some guy did ask me to review more FIP, which I don't think I'll be doing, but <laughs> thank you for the review. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to give them a quick shout out. And of course, if you also want to review and rate us on iTunes, you can do that unless you're, unless you're that weirdo who is still <laughs> listening, which uh, <laughs> he's still listening even now. And he's really mad that you've like, said uh, this and he's going to review again to say, I don't like this podcast. He made fun of me specifically, <laughs> <laughs> but so thank you, Lorian for coming on. Do you want to plug your Twitter or anything? Uh, if you should care to, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Diving Meteora. No, no spaces, no underscores. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else to plug, but All I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. It was a great time. And of course, you can always follow us on Twitter at Russell Omikase. Wrestling would not fit. And we'll be back next <laughs> week. Um, probably more New Japan Cup stuff. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but you know, probably more of the. I mean, this is really like, there's just so many fucking shows. I don't know what else I'm going to have time to watch between <laughs> now and yeah, then. Yeah, I definitely watch on a much more condensed schedule than I probably usually would have because I wanted to be ready for this. So Yeah, so we'll get through all that and talk more New Japan Cup next week. Uh, until, and then the week after that, it'll be really crazy because there's New Japan Cup and then there's also like a big All Japan show and a big DDT show. So <laughs> we'll probably try to talk about all of that too. But more fun times so until then thank you as always for listening and we will see you next time thank you